the business savvy singer. Hey there, and welcome to the Business Savvy Singer podcast. I'm Dr. Greta Pope, and I'm so glad that you're here. This podcast is dedicated to vocalists and to those who love them. We interview singers who are working professionally to get a glimpse into their lives and celebrate their personal journey to success. Join us weekly to learn how to move your career forward. Get tips and recommendations to help you realize the career of your dreams. You're listening to the Business Savvy Singer Podcast, brought to you by the privatemusicstudio.net, providing online education to build sustainable careers in music. Also, Eternal Wolf Music, producing audio for every need. And Greta Pope Entertainment, for the finest in entertainment. We're resuming our conversation with Eber Stepney, daughter of Charles Stepney of Earth, Wind & Fire. So when did you make the decision to pursue entertainment as a a career, as an adult? I mean, was there ever any um, thought that you- Oh, so another, look, there was a- um, there was a, a, a friend of mine who was a jingle singer and uh, he had a friend and she's going to be like, this keeps coming up. She doesn't remember, but he had a friend uh, named Bonnie Deshawn, who is a local celebrity here. So every time she would come to my house, she would say, you're so funny. You should be an actress. So the first couple of times I went, yeah, okay, well, I would like to do that. Well, I really did want to do it. Right? Mm-hmm. And I thought that you had to go to LA, you know, to do it. And I was like, oh. And I think the third time that she said it, and I I asked her a few questions because she was a full-time actress. And I said, so you're a full-time actress and how are you doing this? And you support yourself. And she was like, yeah. So so I said, okay. And I literally saw an advertisement for an audition at the time was X-Bag. So I got to be a part of X-Bag's very last show. Wow. Very last show. I went and I auditioned and I got the lead role. Wow. And it was, I know, it was the very last show. And, and they, they played to um, standing room only. We, we went over for several weeks. So, so people would know, but this was like akin to New York's Harlem Theater. Right. And uh, it was so funny because my mom um, said to me, why didn't you tell me you were in the show? Of course, I told my mother she was my mother was a visual artist. Mm -hmm. So she was also always very, very busy. Yeah. And when you grow up with the artist, they don't know what you're doing. They don't care. (laughs) As long as you're busy, you're getting good grades, you're doing making them look good and doing what they say. They were like, you know. Um, so she was like, you didn't tell me. I was like, I did tell you, mom. And she was like, what did I say? I said, and you said, oh, uh, you were on the phone and you were like, I don't know what that girl's doing. She's always doing something. So <laughs> it turned out though, that all her friends had, uh, you know, subscriptions to the theater and they were all calling going, you didn't tell me Ava was an actress. So it was a lot of fun. She was like, I'm coming. I'm bringing a whole bunch of people. So I was like, okay, mom. So yeah, that's how I got started. And then they referred me to um, 
uh, on camera work. So when people would request, you know, actors, because at the time the agencies weren't as big and they certainly weren't very diverse. And so when they wanted Black actresses, they would have to call Black theater. Mm -hmm. And they are the ones that referred me to the on-camera work. Literally, that's how I got that's into wonderful. it. That is wonderful. Yeah. You yeah. have such an interesting and rich and textured career. You've done many types of things in the entertainment business. You're a singer, an actor, yeah. a songwriter, a voiceover artist. You are a Renaissance woman. <laughs> what is I your don't favorite? think of myself that well, I do. I do. Um, what is your favorite I, I area? You what. hmm? What's your favorite area of work? Um, wow, that's a really good question. I don't know. It, I really would like to, since since um the COVID, the pandemic, I really do miss voiceover. But voiceover shifted. In Chicago, uh, like I started doing voiceover because I had children and I just found that theater was just too time consuming and it didn't pay a lot of money and it was just a real hustle. I wasn't equity and all the stuff you needed to do to get equity hours. I was like, you know, I have kids. I don't have that kind of support, you know, for my for my family. So I thought, let me do voiceover because it would be just easier for me, you know, with the family. Um, It was, you know, within the nine to five, you know, range Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and things were different. Things are actually a little bit easier now in some ways, because um, at that time we were on alert. The pagers, I don't know if you remember, but we were on alert at all times, right? Mm -hmm. You better answer your pager and you better get here quick. Um, So, um, yeah, so that's why I started doing voiceover, and I honestly miss it a lot. Yeah. Um, I started doing on camera because um, I'm trying to remember. Oh, there was a casting director that I had auditioned for quite a few times, um, and he moved into my agency's on camera department, literally. And then he was like, "Why aren't you? Why aren't you here?" So I was like, "I don't know." So he was so. I mean, you know. Um, that's how I, that's how I ended up oh. there. Um, so that was with Stuart Talent. I'm still with Stuart Talent, Talent mm-hmm. for uh, on-camera work. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, um, Todd, shout out, because that's been my guy forever, forever. <laughs> and um, God, he's just a gift. So yeah, but I was just trying to raise my family. So that's how I moved into voiceover. And at the time, uh, uh, Urban, I was married to a, a commercial producer and urban was really um you know uh burgeoning right Mm -hmm. and so they were looking for a general market was looking for quote-unquote urban voices right Mm -hmm. i think i may have done the first hip-hop um voiceover commercial i think for 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 crest comic i literally still use that toothpaste but um for crest that's uh, toothpaste and uh so they were looking for like an urban voice at the yeah. time urban was a little bit more um laid back yeah. than it is now and so yeah and I was just in the in the right place. space at the right mm-hmm. time mm-hmm. that's great so that's fantastic that was mm-hmm. so yeah that's that so tell us tell us what maybe your very favorite project has been or maybe your top three favorite projects that you've done through the years um, my 
favorite projects. Honestly, um, so this is kind of hard to say because I'm still formulating, but my favorite projects are honestly the things that I'm doing now. Oh, good. You know? Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so good. Yeah, we're working with my dad's music. Mm-hmm. And uh, like I said, I'm trying to put together something about his music and the connection to the chess and record row community. Mm-hmm. So I'm really excited about that. Please pray for me that that goes really, really well. Um, I'm personally trying to connect my music with um, spirituality and frequency science, right? Wow, <laughs> so, uh-huh. And because I wanted to be a contributor and I feel like I don't have the funds to make the kind of con- contribution that I would like to make, um, I've come up with some ideas about how to take um, that music and um, share it right with the um, charities um, that are my favorites. Oh, so that'll give, yeah, give people a great way to support their favorite charities will be to you know support the music that I share with them. That's so cool. I'm excited. Yeah, so can you see how that's exciting? That's exciting. Um, cause when I look back, I don't know, like what my favorite thing, I mean, the emotions, I want to say that's my, one of my favorites, but of course I forgot about it until somebody else brought it up. Um, that's okay. it's nice to just but, remember. It's nice to think back and remember. Yeah. Well, you know, I, so here's the thing, um, especially for this particular kind of interview, um, I was telling my sister this morning, there was a lady on a cable program. I believe it was an infomercial. And I remember she said, like, whatever you do as a mother, um, try to hold on to a piece of yourself. And so I fought for that. And I wanted um, to just, well, I was like, well, I don't think I'm such a Renaissance woman, but I wanted to do more things with my career. Mm-hmm. But I had to balance work yeah. and family. Yeah. And so the so most exciting thing for me in my whole creative life was every time I did something creative, I felt good. Mm-hmm. I do. I, I mean, like if I'm doing an audition, I don't really like the whole way we audition for pandemic because I don't really want to be the camera person. And, you know, I just want to focus on my lines. I think that I'm a good actor. And, um, but I do need to focus on it, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, you know, it, it, there's an art to, you know, creating a character. And yeah. I think I'm good at that. Yeah. And I'd like to be left to do that, right? Yeah. But um, I don't care if it is just an audition. Or um, like sometimes uh, a friend of mine, I would do background vocals with her for this guy and we would do um, summer festivals. You know, there's tons of festivals here in Chicago, right? Um, That was fine with me. I just wanted to be, remain creative. Yes. You know, throughout my life. And a lot of times people would say, well, where's your, um, where's your album? Where's your this, that, and the other? Um, I was like, life is going by so quickly. Yeah. Um, I am so busy with these children. Yeah. Um, I, you know, and I would be trying to pull the pieces together, but I will tell you something. In this age where we are all focusing on gratitude, mm-hmm. I've always been grateful for every 
scrap of creativity that, that has come my way. Yes. Um, you know, it's just like, I don't look at, um, well, I do like money. So I do really like receiving my checks. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> A high point is my check, yeah. right? My check in the mail. But what I'm saying is in terms of projects, yeah. I really just try to relish and enjoy every project and yes. every moment. Yeah. Uh, if I'm writing a song, um, like at night, yeah, I haven't really been um, sinus issues. Though sometimes at night I don't get the work done that I like to do, but I do sit and say, you know what, I'm going to write another line here, or I'm going to fiddle with this instrument, or I'm going to learn something new about how to produce this. To me, uh, that is a whole life that is good and creative. And the highlight of my day, then when I go to bed at night is, hey, you know, I did that. That's right. That's right. <laughs> you know, that's, I think yeah. that's true for so many creative people. We do because we love it. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's great when you make money from it. But but at yeah. the end of the day, the crux of it is that you yeah. love the work itself. And what what a great thing to be able to live your life doing the work that you love. I mean, that you know, you can't can't beat that. You really, you really can't. And, and these days people have so many options and that's what I'm doing now is trying to explore. Okay. There are so many options. What's, what's good for me. Right. 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 That's wonderful. That's wonderful. So tell me what a typical day was like for you before the pandemic began. How did you spend your days? Um, Before the pandemic? um, No, not, not doing much of anything, but kind of wringing my hands out. Okay. Um, I was living in Pilsen and um, I didn't have a car. My car had gotten old and I let it go because there was never any place to park. Yeah. And um, <laughs> the, one of the highlights was that I would um, rent luxury cars to go to work because um, they were always parked on my block. Oh. And since I didn't have a new car, it was a lot of fun to drive this luxury car. And the parking lot where you leave it would be like across the street from um, my agency where I would get out. And I know that sounds silly, but like, that's kind of what I was like, Oh, I get to go to work. Oh, I get to travel luxury car. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And, uh, you know, songwriting, which is pretty much um, the flow, right? You know, I look for the flow. Yeah. Um, because I, I'm not a songwriter professionally yet, I don't think. I only say I don't think because somebody may say, oh, don't you remember when you did this? <laughs> and that could happen. Yeah. That really could happen. But um, at, the, at the moment, I don't remember having yeah. done, well, my idea of being a professional songwriter, but I continue to write. Yeah. And, um, you have a very that. high bar. You have a very high bar for what your thought of being a professional songwriter is. I'm sure that you, you know a professional songwriter. That occurred to me. Um, that did occur to me because my bar was always like, you know, what my dad did. Yeah. And um, so, yeah, for me, because um, I remember once I was doing a demo and I said to someone, oh, can't you do this? And can't you do that? And they were like, no. Not a 32 track studio. And I was like, so yeah, the bar is probably higher, but I enjoy it. It doesn't matter. You know, there's things are so different now. There's so much more opportunity until I'm honestly kind of 
you know, I have to grab a piece of paper because as I start doing work, it starts expanding immediately on what's possible with just this one piece of work. And like I said, I said, oh, wow, I could make this part of my contribution, right? So I'm excited about those things. Absolutely. Go ahead. Mm -hmm. Well, there's people doing wonderful things and that's an easy way. Intellectual property is an amazing thing and that's an easy way to share with uh, and without having to do a whole um, uh, irrevocable trust where you're leaving stuff to you can literally share your intellectual property or a piece of it yes. with, you know, the um, things that you find most meaningful to you. Yeah. So I'm excited about doing that. That's great. As a That's songwriter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So how have things changed for you during the pandemic? How you know, what, what, are, what do your days look like? How have you been spending your days during the lockdown? I have spent my days learning more about myself and how to care for myself. Um, I thought I knew, mm-hmm. um, but of course this raises the bar on your health care, right? Mm-hmm. So I thought I knew what that meant and I was already having some respiratory issues. So mm-hmm. it really raised the bar for me that you have to do those things. And what I learned about myself was that, um, I had sidelined my health, right? Mm-hmm. So everything that's important came first and then that was a sidebar. That's and nice. so, you know, and, and, and so it's not that it's hard, but change is hard, right? Old habits die hard, right? Yeah. So even understanding that that's a bad, bad habit that you should change. And it's just been those little things that, you know, like I need to juice, And then I'm like, but I don't want to clean that juicer. And it's like, why not? It's 30 minutes from beginning to end. It's just not that bad. But making it a priority was was just a habit Mm -hmm. that I have to create now, you know? So that's what I've been trying to do. Like, you know, create these habits that support my health and my well, my mental well-being, because I got tired of being sad. I was already, I had come out of a depression. I lost a lot of family members that had come out of a depression. And I was like, oh my God, you know, I don't want to go back into depression. So now I have to prioritize managing my mental state. I really hate that, right? I really hate those, um, that I, I hate that that's, I'm not at a level of emotional freaking would see that is natural, but that I have to catch myself mm-hmm. and say, okay, this is what we're going to do. We're going to maintain this frequency. We're going to keep it high no matter what, because it's for your well-being. Mm-hmm. So to me, that well kind of well-beingness, um, yeah, I, I, I was really off the mark. <laughs> you know, that's huge. I don't yeah. you know. Many people haven't used their time so well. So I think that's fantastic. Many thanks to Eber Stepney for visiting with us on the Business Savvy Singer podcast. Such a great time. Thanks again, Eber. The Business Savvy Singer podcast is brought to you by the privatemusicstudio.net, Eternal Wolf Music, and Greta Pope Entertainment. Let us know if you know of a singer who is having great success in the music business. We'd love to share their story and their journey on this podcast. Send your emails to info at 
we've had a great time with you today. See you next time on the Business Savvy Singer Podcast. The Business Savvy Singer. Singer.